This is a Dude Studios production. And hey, I'm the Dude. Country Wine and Spirits is San Diego's premier wine and spirits purveyor. They offer unmatched beverage service with competitive pricing and a tradition of upscale service. They provide fine wines, a variety of liquors, spirits, craft and imported beers, imported cigars, and exotic tobacco accessories. Country Wine and Spirits is now available online, and if you use cwspirits.com slash heybartender, you get 5% off your entire order. That's right, 5% off your entire order. Go to cwspirits.com slash heybartender and find your favorite spirit or wine today and get 5% off just by using cwspirits.com slash heybartender. It's Emily Diano of Mamacita Margarita, and you're listening to Hey Bartender Podcast. Hey Bartender, pass me a drink. Oh, yeah, definitely. Okay. Just, I don't know if somebody, I've told everybody what I'm doing out here, so hopefully I don't get any crazy disruption, but weird things have happened. (laughs) (laughs) Emily, welcome to Hey Bartender Podcast. It's great to have you on here. How are you doing today? Oh, my gosh. It's such a pleasure to be here. Thanks for having me. I'm doing great after a nice long brunch. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you just got off work before coming on the show? Just got off work, sitting on the front porch of the restaurant, coming to you live in Texas. <laughs> now, I live in West Texas. Where are you at? I'm in the Dallas-Fort Worth area. Oh. I live in a small small but rapidly growing town called Argyle, and I work in a town called Burtonville. Oh, cool. Um, yeah, you you live on the uh, way on the east side. I, uh, I'm in Odessa, Texas. Okay. Yeah, it's, uh, you're a plane ride away. <laughs> yeah, it is definitely a plane ride. I uh, I've tried the drive between here and Dallas Fort Worth, and yeah, that that's long, <laughs> especially with today's gas yeah, prices. Texas goes on forever. You think you're going to be out of the state, and then it just keeps going. <laughs> oh yeah, I've I've done the drive from uh, Odessa to uh, uh, the Gulf of Mexico, and that, and just uh, for my own sanity, I stopped in San Antonio because. You know, you need a rest. Definitely. But anyway, so welcome to the show. Emily, why don't you tell everybody a little bit about yourself? Yeah, absolutely. So I am a Chicago native, um, born and raised outside of Chicago in a town called Naperville. I moved to Dallas-Fort Worth three years ago this June. So we, I like to say, we're Texas's biggest fans. We love it here. (laughs) Wasn't born here, but couldn't get here soon enough. Um, I am a wife and a mother of two. I have, uh, kind of skipping ahead, been in the hospitality industry for 20 years, so I am excited to chat about it. Oh, that's that's great, uh, because that's what I do here, (laughs) because just share stories and have a little (laughs) bit of fun. But uh, So so you've been in the restaurant industry for 20 years. Uh, uh, How did you start out? Uh, Where did you... Yeah, so... It's funny, I've listened to several of your episodes now in preparation for this, and I feel like we all have the same story. Most of us do, <laughs> In and yeah. out, got me through college, 
kind of dabbled in that. I've done the corporate thing. I've done the mom and pop thing. Um, I was, you know, climbed the typical ladder. I hosted, I was a hostess at a fine dining steak restaurant, server at some casual dining. I even worked on the beachfront of Daytona Beach at one point. Oh, wow. That was a interesting spring break crowd minus Polly Shore. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. We'll talk about that in a little bit. Um, But out in Daytona, I think they're finishing up their bike week or uh, biker rally that's going up there right now. So, yep. And I'm, I am pretty positive. Nothing has changed. (laughs) (laughs) Boobs and butts and bikes. Okay. I'm going to. And beers and beers. I'm I'm going to avoid the thought that went through my head just to uh, keep some of my uh, loyal listeners. And anyway, uh, so anyways, so before we get started, like I, uh, we, you and I talked about before, I like to have my guests bring up a drink special. Uh, what kind of drink special would you have for us today? Well, listen, my uh, my business is Mama Cita Margarita. So if I talked about anything other than tequila, I would be ashamed (laughs) so um i love a drink um it's called well listen i have been inspired by another restaurant here that sort of came up with a similar recipe what we do is rinse a glass with mezcal and we muddle uh three coins of cucumber in uh silver or blanco tequila with a few sprigs of cilantro and some lime juice. We double strain that uh, over some ice and float a half ounce of Chambord to the bottom of the glass. It is so good. Oh, Our garnish wow. is black lava salt on the rim. It's delicious. <laughs> okay, what do you call that? That one's called the Smoke and Mirrors. Smoke and Mirrors. Wow, okay, so you've got the combination of the cucumber, the cilantro, the... Uh, silver tequila and the berry flavor of the Chambord. What kind of, how does that taste? Uh, how does that mix together? It's like a smoky, sweet, uh, very little sweetness, Mexican party in your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> fiesta, fiesta in your mouth. <laughs> well, okay. Now, is that served uh, in a pounder glass on the rocks or? Yeah, over a big rock. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. So, uh, Everybody, if you uh, uh, give that one a shot, uh, please be sh- uh, be sure to let me know what you thought of it. Uh, email me, dude, at Hated Bartender Podcast, or you can email Emily. Well, we'll give you her information towards the end of the show. So, thank you so much for the uh, tonight's drink special. So, let's get started. We're gonna we're gonna start at the beginning uh, at the beginning of your career. Now, you know, twenty years ago, uh, you just uh, you decided that I need a job and. Uh, how did how how was you how did you end up in the service industry? Uh, my family has all been in the service industry um, all all of my life. My mom has been the corporate trainer for many fine dining steakhouses. My sister continues to be a corporate trainer for a fine dining steakhouse. So service industry has been something I've grown up around uh, my entire life. So um, I saw what quick cash looked like (laughs) and when you're paying tuition that sounds like a great idea (laughs) so I ended up um hostessing actually with my mom was the corporate trainer at that specific steakhouse um and got my feet wet there 
signed up to serve her, enjoyed it. Um, the wine list really intimidated me. So I kind of backed off at that specific restaurant. My sister is actually a master sommelier, but I am not. Uh-huh. <laughs> so, um, yes, just did, you know, server ca- mostly casual dining um, and then went on to the medical field, which is where I thought I would have a career. Is that what you were studying before uh, uh, when you were going to college? Right. Yep. Paramedicine. Mm. Um, became a paramedic, but, uh, and then transitioned to orthopedics. I did, I was a lactation counselor, opened a center to help moms after their babies. And it was when I became a mom, I decided I couldn't be in medicine anymore because it tugged at the heartstrings a little too hard once I became a parent. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Yep. <laughs> so then I stayed home with my kids and continued my hospitality career into becoming the chief happiness officer of an ice cream truck business. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So it was an eight truck ice cream truck business here in the DFW area. Um, even though I've left, I'm still really close with the owner. And so um, it was there that if I had a parent, if I had a dollar for every time a parent said, you got a margarita on that truck for me, (laughs) I was like, that's it. I'm doing it. I'm starting a margarita truck. (laughs) So that's where the idea of Mama Cita Margarita was born. Okay. Uh, Well, uh, well, wow, you're running uh, eight ice cream trucks. Uh, I, something that might be a little, uh, uh, might be a little rude for me to ask, but I'm going to ask it anyway. Are you sick of the song Turkey in the Straw? Or, uh. Well, you know what? Thankfully he had his own song composed for the music box, but that song, yes, I, (laughs) it haunted my dream. (laughs) uh, I've got, uh, this is a popular area for uh, ice cream trucks that go by and, and every, every time I hear him come by, I'm just like, God, I wonder how sick of that song he is. But it's all about making 100%. money. It, it, it's all about making money. You, so. If I told you the money those ice cream trucks make, you would not believe me. Really? No, come on. Oh. Uh, give me a hint. <laughs> These drivers, um, their take home. After their business expenses paid, gas, diesel, supplies, lease, some of them were in the six figures. No kidding. For eight months. For eight months. In eight, <laughs> working for eight months and managed to make six figures. Oh, wow. Yes. <laughs> Serving ice cream cones. I mean, it is, it blew, that's how I got hooked. I was like, I didn't believe it. And then I like oh, i'm gonna entertain this thought and the owner also has roots in chicago so we hit it off and the rest was history i it was a lot of fun money i made <laughs> uh, uh well the uh ice cream guy that goes uh goes around here he what was it like last month it was 28 degrees outside at four o'clock in the afternoon and he's still driving around working and I'm like, are people even well, in, the, right. in the mood for ice cream right now? <laughs> They're not. Honestly, there are some that do it year-round, but that particular business dropped off. for. We took four months off because it just dies. It's not enough to mm. keep the lights on. Sure. Was it affected by COVID at all? Do you know? We tripled in COVID oh, because really? everybody was home. 
everybody had money in their pockets and they were home and we were the only thing. So we would, we were able to start at, you know, uh, originally you have to wait for after school hours. Mm-hmm. So this time we were able to start at 11 a.m. and go till 9 p.m. They made so much money. I can't even tell you. Oh, really? Um, it's just incredible. Yeah. We were the only like shining light in a dark time. I mean, they heard that music and they just came beelining for the truck. <laughs> That's that's great. That's an awesome story. Yeah. I I never even thought of that. Uh, Nobody ever does. And if people are like, oh, they would feel sorry for me. Oh, I'm so sorry. You have to drive this ice cream truck to like pay your bills. I'm so sorry. And they just tip me money. And I'm like, yeah, it's so terrible. <laughs> <laughs> My husband sucks. <laughs> <laughs> now, uh, is it just traditional that they play uh, the music box the way they do? or uh, Because I always pictured myself like playing Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band while driving one of those. <laughs> there are some that play unique music. Like there's a Hawaiian-themed truck here, though, play luau music. But uh, this particular owner had the uh, jingle. It has a riff that sounds like Yellow Rose of Texas in it. Ah. So that's why he did his own. Oh, okay. Wow, that's a lot of stuff about the ice cream, uh, mobile ice cream business that I hadn't, <laughs> I never knew. You know? It, yeah, I mean, that is, so that's how my business kind of, the idea of it was born. You know, people asking for boozy milkshakes or margaritas from our slush machine. And I'm like, I can do that. I wish they could, I wish liquor laws allowed them to taste me like they taste the ice cream truck. <laughs> <laughs> but we make it work. Well, uh, the only other ice cream story that uh, ice cream truck story that I know of is from a guy that I knew years ago who was working his way through college, and so he, oh, after he's done with his classes, he go drive around for a little while, and he decided I need a break, so he stops by his friend's place, plays video games for an hour, comes back out, and his entire inventory has been cleaned out. I just, oh, no. <laughs> they, they broke into his ice cream truck and took everything. No, and, oh, my God. Uh, <laughs> So I, I was uh, kind of fascinated by that, and but I never, I never thought uh, that it paid so well. But you know, if you work yeah. hard enough, if you work hard enough, you can, it can pay whatever you want it to. Exactly. Yes. But anyway, so uh, uh, so okay, uh, everybody. That's a Hey Bartender podcast first <laughs> to talk about uh, the ice cream business. That's that's cool. Get that out of the way. <laughs> So when uh, when you said you're working with your mom when you first uh, started hostessing, uh, mm-hmm, it, now that's it, right. is it difficult working with parents when in a restaurant situation? Oh, this particular parent, I love my mom. She's the best. I know she's going to listen to this. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, for real. She also drove an ice cream truck. Let's oh. like add that caveat. <laughs> <laughs> so I, yeah, you know. It was great. I was young when I worked with her. So it was, um, I really, it was a good model for me to kind of lay my service industry foundation watching her as the trainer. So at that time, it was great. Um, it's still great. When I managed the ice cream truck business and she was a driver, um, also fine. But, mm. you know, I'd say 
here's your table and my mom will be right with you. I mean, Lori will be right with you. (laughs) (laughs) So little things like that. Sure. And uh, as you're standing there hostessing uh, at this fine dining steakhouse, it sounds like, uh, did you, uh, Mm -hmm. was it your intention to move up to server? Did you want to be a server? Did you want to be, uh, keep moving up? as far as you could kind of kind of like just uh uh everybody wants to do at any job they want to move up the ladder they don't want to just stay stagnant is was that the way it was i did but i knew i didn't want to be a manager because i my perception was that they were there all the time yeah Yeah. (laughs) which now later in life i realized that's pretty true but uh, so I knew I wanted to be a server. Bartending always looked like the most fun job, but intimidated the heck out of me. Mm-hmm. Uh, just memorizing all those recipes and, um, you know, having to do the service well and the bar top. It looked more than I could handle. Um, but, you know, baby steps and I learned it. It's yeah. I'm uh, learning the drinks. I used to be intimidated by that, too. I mean, I. I went to a bartending school uh, where the most useful thing that came out of that bartending school was the job placement assistance. Mm-hmm. And it still wasn't right. that useful, but the teacher said, oh, said at the beginning of the course, I'm going to teach you 100 drinks. You will probably remember 10 of them when you leave here. And to this day, I, I don't think I can remember how to make a Mai Tai, but that's beyond the point. Because <laughs> uh, uh, God for iPhones. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I bartended in the, or, uh, 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 between 1999 and 2007, so we didn't have iPhones yet. It was still okay. the Nokia 5100 series. So, <laughs> but that was good for playing brick. Uh, bricks, uh, snake. I played that one a lot. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, you uh, you can be intimidated by it a little bit, but you you just you uh, you just kind of put yourself in it and just uh, get you know go in both feet and see what happens. Right. That's pretty much what happened to you. you- Take it till you make it. That's what I like to say. That's, yeah, that's how I live my life, pretty much. <laughs> uh, right. You fake it till you make it. I mean, um, even still, I am not your Saturday night shot bartender. That's just not me. Um, I am your daytime lunch and brunch bartender. I like to connect with my guests and hear their stories, especially in the area I'm in. Uh, we literally answer the phones. 6.2 square miles of paradise mm. so it's a small town um it's uh the place i work now can i say the name oh uh, yeah go ahead name, okay the name of it is called the bartonville store it's in bartonville texas so um it's small town and i get to know who lives around here they came here when it was a gas station so yeah it's a different different style of bartending for sure. Yeah, you uh, so you got to know pretty much everybody in town. You knew uh, if anybody wanted to know anything about what's going on, they could ask you because uh, you pretty much probably yes, knew everything. Definitely, it is so, and I know who he came in with last week, <laughs> <laughs> and I have to play dumb like I've never seen him before. <laughs> Uh, that old joke of uh, uh, you see a regular customer with somebody with uh, that they've never been in with before. Is this your first time here? Yes, that's my that's my line. Too. <laughs> that's funny. So you managed to uh, do well for yourself and make a living in order to uh, start your own personal businesses. Uh, were there any uh, hard lessons that made you second guess that 
uh, maybe this isn't me or because you, you, well, you said you uh, started in it and then you uh, kind of took a break from it for a little while uh, before becoming a parent, but uh, I'm like hard lessons that you learned while being a server. Oh gosh. Uh, yes. So, you know, it's funny. I heard this question before and I thought, man, I wonder what my answer would be. <laughs> my hard lessons. Um, oh, I'm sorry. I have to think so hard. I just take your time. You know, I just like <laughs> somebody else said, the customer's always right. Sort of corporate mentality. Oh. Let, let me just say though, I do feel like, Corporate is a rite of, working corporate is a rite of passage. Okay. I feel like everybody needs to do it. Yeah. There is some good foundation to learning good uh, habits to working in a restaurant that you do learn from corporate. So it's not all naysay on corporate, but the whole customer's always right thing can be challenging for sure. Definitely. Um, and then when it becomes your own business, you know, we live in a time of social media. So one bad thing, one bad review, one bad post can ruin you. Right. So that has been very difficult. It's all about how you, it's not always what you say, it's how you say it. Yeah. Okay. So now that we talked about the bad stuff, we got also got to talk about the good stuff. Is there anything that's happened to you in your bartending server career that if you think back on it, it automatically brings a smile to your face? All of it. Oh, really? I absolutely love it. Oh, I love it. Uh, I love, um, you know, they say if you do what you love, you'll never work a day in your life. Yeah. Um, I just love being behind the bar. I love meeting new people, hearing their stories funny I there's so many Chicago transplants where I'm from so um all of it I just love it oh that's great uh uh just sorry that's such a no, generic answer it's, it's so a, cheesy but I do it's a great answer because I'm always hoping that uh servers say something like that uh to get people off the uh customers off their back that look at them and say why don't you get a real job or is this really what you want to do with your life or you know, those questions makes you want to wring their neck yeah for sure i mean i i own my own business but i bartend bartend here part-time for the networking yeah i mean what better place to network your mobile bar business than behind a bar right exactly and you know people have uh parties coming up and you can automatically step right in and say i got an idea (laughs) yes that happened today this lady's launching her boutique and i'm like why don't you do a sipping shop? So it's great. I love it. And the chef owner here, um, he's starting his own food truck. So that's kind of how I ended up here as well. He was like, why don't you be the mobile bar that pulls up on my food truck? I'm like, say less. Yeah. <laughs> now, um, now you've been through uh, nur- nursing, well, not nursing. Uh, you were you had specialties. Paramedic. Para- uh, paramedic specialist. Has that ever come in handy uh, when you're working? Uh, because I talked about it with Vivian, uh, and she said, oh, yeah, she's had to help out one or two people. But, uh, you know, accidents happen with your customers. Has it, uh, have you ever had a, do you have your own story where you had to save a life? Oh, God, no, not yet. Knock on wood. Yeah. <laughs> um, I haven't. Like, the restaurants I have worked at have had them, but I personally have not. I think that paramedicine has come in handy in the ER, there's a saying, um, every emergency is 
uh, I forget how it goes, but somebody's, whatever they think their emergency is, it's always an emergency. Mm. Some people think that a bloody nose is an emergency. And so you can't make them feel terrible. And so at the bar, everybody wants to feel like a VIP. Everybody wants to feel like the chef's best friend. And so I feel like it's our job to make them feel like they're at their home away from home and connect with them. I think that that's our job to make them feel welcome. Well, right. Uh, yeah, well, everybody, yeah, like you said, there, uh, there's good and bad people that kind of take advantage of that. They want to come in there. They want to feel relaxed, laugh, uh, carry on with their friends or with uh, whoever's working behind the bar. But then you also have the dark side of the force where you got the guy that says, I know I'm friends with the manager. And, yes. uh, so, yeah, and that guy... I, I I have ran into that guy one time and I looked at him right in the eye and I said, Do you, so you know how much he hates name dropping and right. it, sh- it shut him up. So Yeah. There's a shirt I keep seeing on my feed. It says, it's the Grim Reaper that says, I know the owner too. <laughs> yeah. I think I've seen that I come over it. on my feed every now and then. So you're, uh, it sounds like you like working the day side uh, mostly. I do, which I, I think every bar needs, yeah, uh, yeah. it's not the popular answer. Uh, but yeah, not, there's nothing wrong with I it. I have small kids, right. It helps that I have small kids and both my kids and my husband, like when I'm home at bedtime, mm. <laughs> um, but it's a different crowd. It's a different vibe. Uh, at this specific restaurant, we have live music four nights a week and it can get kind of rowdy. So I like to, like I said, I'm a chatty Kathy. So if I have the chance to chit chat, it's going to be during the lunch hour or brunch. Sure. Uh, yeah. Uh, I wasn't talking down about the work in the day side. I've, uh, I've done no, my time on the day no. side also. Uh, and you go through the lunch rush and that that's the worst hour and a half of your life and t- until, uh, oh, one thirty, one forty five. Then all of a sudden you're like, where did the, all the customers go? <laughs> you are speaking my language. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, uh, but uh, it, yeah, I've done the day side shift. It, it was, uh, it was just hellacious for an hour and a half, and then nothing, absolutely nothing. And uh, I was like, "Wow, this is weird." Well, and because of that hour and a half, I feel like day shift gets stuck with a lot of the side work. Oh, absolutely. By default. Yeah. And I, yeah, it's hard not to be salty about that. <laughs> it's like, you're making double what I make on a Saturday night, but I have to do all the side work. <laughs> well, the, uh, even the day side people, uh, when I only worked nights, they would come up to me and go, God, it was so slow today. How do you guys even make money at night? And I'm like, we have a different dynamic than you do in the, during the day. And because we allow we from five o'clock till close, we have customers coming in and out constantly, and her her shift between ten and four, uh, it, uh, she you know she has the big lunch rush, maybe the the odd person that comes in that wants to play video poker, but uh, that that's all pretty much all she had. Oh yeah. So yeah, well, and it's been interesting to see it translate into mobile bar pretending with my business. Yeah. Mobile bartending, no offense to my people, because you know I love my people, and I am one of them, so I feel like I can say this, but it's not bartending. 
I mean, I've booked my event. I know the time of my event. I know the guest count of my event. I know how much I need to make. I batch it all out. It's pre-made. And so it's a totally different world. Mm. So it's been interesting to see the differences behind a bar and then in my own business. Sure, sure. Uh, but being mobile, that uh, I've only just scratched the surface of learning about the uh, all of you mobile bartenders out there, and I'm finding I'm learning new things all the time. It's certain states have uh, different laws from other states, and uh, you know, just it, it's uh, fascinating to me uh, at this point because uh, it's actually yep. I, my day job. I've had a couple coworkers. They said, I just listened to this, uh, that podcast with that other traveling bartender. It sounds really cool. And yeah, right. I mean, it's interesting. Uh, if you have the time and money to put into it, yeah, I'm sure you'd have a good time, but, uh, you'd have to read, read up on the liquor laws and get your licenses and all that stuff. Uh, well, and it's funny you say that we have a little WhatsApp, uh, group chat with about six of us that are really tight. And we were just talking about how many mobile bar businesses are selling. Mm -hmm. And it's because so many people, especially during the pandemic, when the bars were shut down, they all took their business mobile. And then I think they just don't realize how much goes into it, time and money, like you said. Mm -hmm. Um, And so they're, you know, get to the point of having to make real investments. And they're like, "Ah, I'm out. (laughs) Since we're talking about tequilas, let's talk about Tezcazul Tequila Blanco. Handcrafted in a small pueblo in Jalisco, Mexico, Tezcazul Tequila comes from what most consider to be the original birthplace of the beloved Mexican spirit. With rich, red, volcanic soils and intense sunshine, the agave sourced from this region is premium, flavorful, and organic. Tezcazul Tequila offers a taste of clean, and fresh nature of its natural high-quality Blanco, as well as being the base for each of their age statements. This Blanco is the perfect foundation for any of your own signature cocktails. Tezcazul Tequila is available on Country Wine and Spirits website. That's cwspirits.com. Remember to use your coupon code HEYBARTENDER5 for 5% off at checkout. Hey bartender. So um, just to uh, recap just a little bit, you, at a young age, you started out in the hospitality industry, and then you uh, finished school, you did uh, the paramedic stuff, and uh, then you, was that when you started the ice cream uh, truck business? No, then I moved into, um, uh, then I moved into lactation, which is breastfeeding help for new moms and uh, you don't need after, help much help with that in a bar yeah okay <laughs> <laughs> but it's funny like you know the skills you learn always translate right maybe not the physical skills yeah the physical part <laughs> the comforting and the you know empathy so uh then i i stayed home with my daughter uh after my daughter was born rather and so i really didn't get back behind a bar until this last December it's been years since I've been behind the bar so it's funny coming back at 35 behind a bar when all your co-workers are barely 21 (laughs) yeah uh yeah I'd try at 45 (laughs) Uh, 
yeah, what was it? I was watching a TV show earlier today that somebody said that they had a, uh, they, they were working a job uh, at fast food and they were around my age, around 40 in their forties. And they said, uh, uh, that, uh, uh, they uh, they couldn't leave work early because their boss had to finish their SATs or something like that. <laughs> oh my God. I know. <laughs> See, it's crazy. I know it's just, it's funny. It's, it's just a real feeling. <laughs> yeah. So let's talk about your mobile bartending company. Now, how did that start? Well, when did the idea come to fruition? Right. That was the whole ice cream thing. If I had a parent, a dollar for every time a parent said, you got a margarita on there for me. <laughs> so that's when it came to fruition. That was last year. So 2021. Um, it's, it's been an interesting road in just a short year. Um, I had gone down. To South Texas and signed a contract with a fabricator and went through the design well some of the design process we didn't get to the nitty-gritty yet but yeah. uh, had that all ready contract signed um, and had an estimated due date of year-end well that came and went so I started getting a little frustrated anyway won't worry with the details it ended <laughs> up in a lawsuit <laughs> and had to cancel that fabrication process. Oh, so you so, were having... You, uh, anyway, uh, we're over that hump. You were having a uh, a trailer built, and things didn't go right. Yeah, so I was having a trailer built. Things didn't go as planned. Um, and so I'm back at square one right now. I've just signed with a new fabricator. I'll have my trailer hopefully by end of August, fall. Um, but I've already been doing some private events with the satellite bar. Um, things like wedding, micro weddings, really some corporate happy hours. I've done a lot of boutique sipping shops. Um, one of my fellow mobile bartenders has a relationship with realtors that they will buy mobile bar services to gift to their house buying clients as a housewarming gift for their housewarming party. Oh, wow. Which is genius. Yeah. Maybe I shouldn't have given that secret away because <laughs> it's that good. <laughs> Oh, um, that's, that's a great idea. I mean, if you, uh, if you can get to get around to pulling that off. Um, so what do you, yeah. what is your imagination for how your, uh, trailer is going to look? Cause you said you're working with a fabricator. I'm, oh. I can see it in your eyes. You have a, you have something there's, there's a, your imagination's yes. going wild. <laughs> yeah. So, um, I've had the same vision since day one, um, budget sort of swayed me to the horse trailer route with that fabricator but now that I have changed fabricators I can execute my original idea which is um, it's a small trailer that is bright and beautiful you know I'm Mama Cita Margarita so I have um, flower crowns sort of the sugar skull look um, around the front and I have a frozen margarita machine that's wrapped in my logo um, just bright and beautiful, and I just am so looking forward to it. Well, frozen margarita machines are awesome because uh, you don't have to use a blender anymore. <laughs> and, uh, try to find it's a, always broken. Yeah, the blenders for some reason never works. I don't know why. It's just like McDonald's ice cream machine, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So you are planning on putting? Uh, are you just going to stick with margaritas? Or are you going to? Are you going to add in anything like a daiquiri machine or anything like that? So I like to say margaritas are our vibe, 
but we can do whatever. You know, like I said, because of liquor laws, the host provides the alcohol. That yeah, that uh, was my next question. If because uh, yeah, I, we're with Vivian. I forget where Vivian's from. Uh, she is from SoCal. Yes, Southern California, and uh, I've already talked to a handful of uh, traveling bartenders around there, and they said, yeah, the they have to provide the liquor because you can't be trucking it around. So I was wondering if Texas was the same way. So it is, it is the same way. Um, unfortunately there's people that, you know, I think it's in every, every industry, they don't follow the rules, but it's not a risk I'm willing to take anyway. You know, this is my business, not a hobby. Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) So yes, the host provides the liquor. We bring everything else, the service, all of the supplies, ice, mixers things like that so yes uh theoretically i can do a full bar and i do do a full bar especially things like weddings uh, but if you want the best margarita in texas we're who you call <laughs> so have you gotten your hands on your own margarita or your own margarita machine yet well right now i'm renting because inflation yeah, yeah. <laughs> so until it proves to be a necessity i will continue to rent i really lucked out with a lady in my neighborhood that has a margarita rental machine shout out to margarita masters because she's amazing Very cool. <laughs> um she i i rent from her as needed and it goes just i just add it to the invoice i don't make money off of it but it, it allows me to have that option for my clients is it a heavy machine uh because that's what vivian was oh. talking about Yes, exactly. <laughs> she she nailed it when she said it takes three grown men to lift it. Yes, <laughs> and you you need the extra support in the floor uh, floorboards of your trailer and all that. Exactly. I am having a nook cut out of the steel to fit it, um, but to own my own, that'll be that'll be down the road when sure finances prove necessary. So you're an event bartender and uh, of sorts too. Exactly. Yeah. And, uh, I'm at, I mean, at this point you've done, uh, uh, sort of bartending catering type of situations then also. Yeah. Being that I'm pretty new, I haven't, um, I don't have many horror stories or anything like that. Everybody I've done weddings with has been totally pleasant. Um, but it is definitely a different, uh, skill set than a restaurant Mm. bar. I, well, I've always pictured, uh, I used to do uh, banquet bartending. Uh, I, I worked for a hotel for a little while. When they had big, big banquets, I stood behind their little roller bar. And I always found mm-hmm. myself that I had to keep an extremely hard eye on everybody because nobody else is. Uh, you know, people getting drunk, okay, that's easy to find. But the we talked. Uh, I talked about once the cool the uncle that's trying to be really cool and give his 16 year old son his first shot at tequila or uh, nephew his first shot at tequila make him a man you know that sort of thing I had to keep a really hard eye on that all the time so yes but what's weird about Texas I will say moving from Illinois is in the state of Texas uh, minors can be served alcohol from their parents I did not know that. So, yes. So if the parent is with them, they can serve their child alcohol. Now, if the parent goes to the bathroom, the drink comes back behind the bar. 
But once they come back, they, a 16-year-old can sit at the bar and drink with their parent in the state of Texas. It's the wildest. Now, of course, every establishment has their own rules on that. Yeah. They can allow or choose not to allow that. Um, I haven't personally experienced that, but I am aware that that is the TABC law. Crazy. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's that's crazy. That's the first time I ever heard about that. Uh, yep. I I just don't think I could picture myself as uh, 18 years old and turn to my dad. Hey, can I have a Long Island iced tea? And uh, I couldn't picture myself doing that. Uh, but anyway, uh, that's, see, yeah, see, I do this crazy. podcast. I thought the same thing. I do this podcast so I can learn this sort of thing. I mean, so. Exactly right. Yeah, I um, that was one of the first questions I asked when I started here at the Bartonville store. Do we serve minors? They're like, what? <laughs> so I had to freshen them up on that law, and they were like, Yeah, no, we don't do that. <laughs> Let's just stay on the safe side. Yeah. <laughs> right now, um, now this is as topical as I get uh, uh, when it comes to current events with the gas prices uh, slowly creeping up. Slowly, my ass, but. Uh, gr- Gas prices are creeping up. Um, uh, how is that? Do you think that'll affect uh, business uh, in the long term? I I would imagine so. I mean, our already our menu prices have almost doubled um, just because of the supply chain increases. Um, we had a six dollar bowl of chili is now twelve. God. So um, yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, I definitely think it'll affect us. I'm not sure how, and I'm kind of, you know, as they say, my book's puckering, <laughs> <laughs> bracing myself for it. But it's coming. It's coming. But uh, you you were running your ice cream business when gas prices were at an all-time low for the last 20 years. Exactly. So you. That... And now they're at an all-time high, and I'm like, ooh, I can't imagine how that's going to be. Yeah, can you? Uh, do you think parents would be able to afford by uh, paying $12 for something that's supposed to resemble SpongeBob? <laughs> <laughs> exactly right. I mean, it, we had, the business isn't going to eat the cost, so it's got to go somewhere. And I feel like us as consumers, we're going to be the ones to really feel it. Yeah. I, uh, cause everything's going up right now, but just because, uh, it's getting harder and harder to ship. And, uh, I've, worried about local businesses quite a bit. I've during the, uh, during the quarantine, I out here in West Texas, uh, which I keep referring to it as if you, uh, if, if there's a bright side of the universe, then I'm on the planet that's farthest from, but I watched a lot. I watched a lot of restaurants that started up pre COVID and, uh, about the end of 2019 gone, uh, completely. Yep. And but on the flip side of that, the food truck industry has skyrocketed because of that. Mm. Yeah, uh, the, I, I figured that's why all these uh, traveling bartenders uh, are popping up all over the place. Mm-hmm. But you can't exactly be a traveling bartender and pull in behind a uh, barbecue truck that's in front of Home Depot and serve beers and whiskey right. and stuff like that. <laughs> exactly it's it would be an interesting world if you could (laughs) Uh, i mean i would play mariachi music and have 
them chasing me for margaritas all day long if I could. <laughs> well, that, oh, yeah, yeah you, I mean, you it's like the adult version of that old joke about ice cream trucks. The, the kids start chasing the truck, but they go for an extra block or two just to see how far the kids will run. <laughs> that, was an Eddie Mur- that was Eddie Murphy, yes, right, in yes. his Raw series? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> That was yep. That was one of his best bits. But uh, but imagine doing that with uh, uh, you know older people. I mean, uh, well, uh, I already see uh, when I first moved out here to Texas. I'm originally from Oregon. I've been living out here for 11 years. They uh, actually, I've been seeing them disappear lately. But uh, we there, we have those drive-through liquor stores. I mean, you can mm-hmm. you drive up and you can say, "Give me uh, give me a margarita," and uh, drive off. And that floored yeah. me. Uh, uh, that absolutely floored me because I'd never seen anything like mm-hmm. that in Oregon. And so, uh, you know, but that's just a single store, and it's uh, it's stationary. You're not going anywhere else, and you're put some some of the places out here they put the painter's tape on uh, on top of it so you can't just jam your straw and start driving well and they're wine-based liquors so that's the difference they have a really? beer and wine license because they're wine-based alcohol really so yeah it's not real tequila so it's you, a hangover in a glass <laughs> so you're buying wine-based uh you're, you get a strawberry daiquiri it's a wine-based type rum uh, exactly oh exactly that's how they get away with that Mm-hmm. Okay, I didn't know that. Uh, yes, yeah, we have one up here. As uh, I, I've only done that once because a friend who was visiting me, she uh, she insisted that she wanted to go there get a daiquiri, and they were also selling uh, syringes, Jello shots, and mm-hmm. I uh, I don't drink, uh, so I don't ever think about going there. Not because I think it's bad for you or anything like that. I'm just bad at it. Uh, but <laughs> she. Uh, she insisted that she wanted to get uh, get a daiquiri and a couple Jello shots, and she thought she was going to share it with me, but she, I was like, "Uh, uh-uh, sorry." But um, yeah, but I didn't. I wonder if the Jello shots are liquor though, because they're under a certain ounce. But I know that the drinks are wine based liquor. When you got a thirty two ounce daiquiri, probably yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, I just don't know about the Jello shots since it's such a small amount, but yeah. who knows? Yeah, and we we have a several of them up here, and they're definitely fun to go to, especially in the summer. Ours sell them by like the milk jug. Where really? Uh, yeah, I mean, you can go get a whole ass jug of margarita or hurricane or whatever else you want, and bring it home. Because the best one, I would go in the ice cream truck because then I had a freezer to keep it cold. <laughs> <laughs> don't mind me or we would make trades i'll trade you <laughs> turn off the music pull over shut the door lock it yep. and then t- break time you know? <laughs> <laughs> nothing to see here kids <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah Aww. yeah i just uh yeah that's you're informing me on things that i've never even looked into or thought about I just assumed it was, yeah. uh, you know, they were s- selling actual daiquiris or something like that, or margaritas or whatever. But um, I wish. So, does the, the woman that you rent your margarita machine? She does she give you a good deal, or uh, or have you developed a good friendship with her? I ha- um I have. She's great. She always has availability for me. She um 
she's fantastic. So, and she, t- the best part is she does all the maintenance. I don't have to worry about maintaining those machines, cleaning those machines, which having done ice cream machines, I know how big a, a pain in the ass they are. So mm. it is a beautiful relationship. <laughs> uh, that that uh, also brings something into mind. My, uh, I asked my boss one time, how can, or why does he own, uh, why doesn't he own the pool tables? And uh, instead of, because uh, all that, uh, all the quarters that we're giving out would all come back to us. And he goes, I don't want to do the maintenance on it. I mean, you see how these people mm-hmm. handle the pool tables. They're trying to put English in there uh, or they scratch the felt or whatever. <laughs> and he says, I don't have to do any of the repairs. I pay a monthly fee. They come out, they do the main, uh, the uh, half year maintenance on them. Or if there's a problem, I just call somebody out. Uh, I don't have to deal with that. I just give them money. Anything else, that's mine. And I'm like, okay, makes sense. <laughs> yeah, it's smart. It definitely, I mean, now don't get me wrong. If the profits show that frozen margaritas are where the money's at, then I'm definitely going to invest. But for now, it's a beautiful thing. <laughs> does, uh, does your friend have more than one margarita machine? or She has 40 margarita machines. Oh, wow. That's a lot of margarita. And I just talked to the rep. I just talked to the rep. And they're ele- they're up to eleven thousand dollars for that machine. I'm like, what? <laughs> eleven thousand dollars, really? So, yeah, because of inflation. Mm. He originally quoted me, oh gosh, several months ago, and it was like seventy eight hundred. Mm. And he was like, oh, and by the way, the price is up now. I'm like, oh, that's not a small increase. No, that's a large increase. Uh, yeah. But uh, it, just to make it worth it for everybody else and build your business and stuff like that. And yeah, uh, to, uh, I, I think it's a great idea to be able to make friends and help each other out to kind of coexist. Okay, I'll, I'll rent from you and I'll buy from here, uh, uh, all that sort of thing. I, I think that's a great thing. I, uh, yeah, definitely. Absolutely. I do a lot of sponsored events. Too. I live in a community that has a lot of, um, there's a lot of new construction still happening. So things like dentist office and um, realtors and things are still sponsoring a lot of our community events. So if I do that, then she's always willing to sponsor the frozen machine and have me serve frozen margaritas. So it works out great. Yeah. So your plans for the future. Now you're, uh, yep. you're, you've got, your uh your trailer you've got that in mind you're picturing that um mm-hmm. uh, you, you said you have a fabricator working on it are you going to hire a artist to paint it or is he going to do that for you also i'm i'm going to have it wrapped so my graphic designer who did my logo is actually the artistic director for Redbox. oh she's a good friend of mine so yeah um so she is going to help me design the wrap i'll have it wrapped um, and so that's, that's to come for the future. Yeah. Are you planning on doing multiple trucks if you can later on in the future? That's a great question. I mean, yeah. you had, what did you say? Uh, you you know had what? eight this ice cream trucks? This is an opportunity for me to manifest this. Yes. yes. I'm, that's what I'm encouraging you to do at this point. Yes, Anthony, <laughs> I am going to have two trucks <laughs> <laughs> and I'm going to have a beautiful staff that does the events for me. So I can show up to the event as an event manager and help manage and connect with guests and make sure they have an elevated bar experience. 
<laughs> now you want to be the uh, person that gives comfort to the customers by standing there with a clipboard yet freaks out your employees by standing there with a clipboard. <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> what do they say? Uh, shake hands and kiss babies. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, it sounds like you've got uh, a lot of great things going on and uh, you know, it sounds like you're really optimistic for the future and that's the key point. Uh, that everybody needs to know. If you've got an idea, uh, run with it. And I really enjoy your energy and your uh, and how happy you uh, that you're showing that your business, this business that you want to do, is actually coming into fruition. So that uh, I'm really happy for you. So anyway, you. Uh, uh, before uh, before we hit last call. Is there any uh, um, anything uh, anything else that you want to plug while you're here before we start the last call proceedings? No, I mean, just I guess I'll be selfish and plug my own. Yeah, the but, Bartonville store out. Yeah, well, <laughs> um, uh, why Bartonville, don't you tell everybody? Texas. Yeah, why don't you tell everybody how to find you and uh, your social medias, and uh, if uh, if you want to plug the restaurant that you work at, do that too. Okay, great. So uh, come out and see me bartending at the Bartonville store in Bartonville, Texas. Um, we're actually known for our Wagyu beef, so you're in for a treat with food and live music and delicious drinks. I mean, what else could you ask for? Yeah. <laughs> and then, of course, my own business is Mamacita Margarita. It's uh, at Mamacita Margarita TX on all social platforms. I'm on Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok. This is the whole beast. <laughs> and then my email, if you need to get a hold of me, is my name, Emily at mamacitamargarita.com. Perfect. Uh, well, Emily, uh, thank you so much for being on Hey Bartender Podcast. It's great to get to know you. And uh, I really wish you uh, lots of luck with everything that you have going on in the future. Thank you so much. It was so great to chat. All right, people. It is last call, last call for alcohol. Come on up to the bar and get your last one because uh, you're not getting no more tonight. Big thanks to Emily Diano to, for being on the show. Remember, if you want to go check her out and follow her life as she builds this mobile bartending business, go follow her on Instagram at mamacita underscore margarita tx. And you, you know, if you're at all interested in working in the travel uh, travel bartending service, you know, just go check it out. And uh, I've interviewed a lot of people. And this way with Emily, you can uh, see uh, how it works from the ground up. She's been a bartender. She's an event and banquet bartender. And now you get to see her uh, actually build her business, get her trailer. You know, if you want to keep track of her, go follow her on Instagram. Remember, if you want to follow Hey Bartender Podcast too, I am available on social medias. I'm available on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok. All of them are at Hey Bartender Podcast. I also have a website, www.heybartenderpodcast.com. You can listen to recent episodes there, or you can buy your very own Hey Bartender Podcast t-shirt. Just like all the people that have been on the show, they uh, you can be one of those people, too, that walks around saying, yeah, I, I listen to Hey Bartender Podcast. Remember to share, like, and subscribe. Uh, leave a rating wherever you listen to Hey Bartender Podcast. Leave a comment wherever you listen to Hey Bartender Podcast. I would totally appreciate it. Makes puts a big smile on my face, truthfully. But until next time, ladies and gentlemen, this is Anthony, the dude, signing off a of Hey Bartender Podcast. Uh, and remember, 
Uh, I wish you all lots of love, lots of sex, lots of happiness. And remember, don't take any shit from anyone. Good night. What do you mean it's let's go? I just-